<sighs> right, you have to be anyway. careful because I'm getting a ton of material for the intro. Oh shit! <laughs> I won't do that. If I do that, I'll ask no. permission. Well, I won't do okay. that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Jesus. is just entre nous. Oh. Without further ado. Five. Five, four, four three, two, one. Three, one. one. Oh, the song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love in this Hello, everybody. Welcome back, listeners. My name is David Ojean. I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter. The best resource for all your hockey needs. And I am joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I'm at Eliza underscore B-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And I'm really sad today because for the third time in six months, I'm in the same state as Dave and we don't get to hang out. Well, yeah, I have to work that tomorrow. About? You have a half day. Just call out. I've had two half days this oh, week. You could have just worked all day today. And then yeah. off tomorrow. And I had could have, yeah. like, gotten lunch or something. That's poor I planning. To, I had to get yelled at by a doctor today. Oh, my God. Healthcare. Which I didn't have to... <laughs> which I didn't even mention. I don't even think on Twitter. Because I... Oh, no, I did. Yeah, no, you I did. did. You oh, did. Because you thought two. nurse practitioner was like, what do you eat? <laughs> Stop eating it. I'm like, excuse you, miss? I'm do a... everything different. Exactly. Dave, so, I will show you how to eat healthy at so, Taco Bell. <sighs> I just had it's burrito. still delicious, okay. I promise. I had a burrito. It wasn't fried. That's my downfall at the moment. I've been eating fried food every day for oh. the past eight months. That's Jeez. a problem. Oh, my God. No, mm. David. Shit. David. No wonder, Dave. Oh, David. I know. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> Last fall, I was given a perfect bill of health in my first doctor's appointment in, I don't know, since adolescence. And I was like, huh, I was worried about diabetes. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I just went to town. Now they're telling me to not do that anymore. Mm, yeah, it's yes. Okay. Fried food is like every day. It's not advisable. So good, like French fries. Holy shit! Like French fries. Oh my god, French they're fries so are good. delicious. Oh, I know, but you don't want to be able to wring yourself out like a sponge. Yeah, but it's like I'm not even <laughs> just okay. You guys don't understand, <laughs> but you will at some point during our knowing each other. Now, with that okay. being said. Somebody else is with us, and her name is Veronica. Yeah, that's me. I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter, which, yes, it is just the most wonderful and amazing place to be. And, you know, for your health, Dave, while we're talking about medical oh, uh, advice, I think you should spend as much time there as you possibly can, because, honestly, it's such a lovely place. Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it's kind of funny because the nurse was like, are you stressed? And, are you, and I'm not. I mean, me as a person, I mean, yeah, I'm angry on Twitter, but it's like, no, nah, I, I mean, I do. I do You're pretty all right. Online. I am angry online, but offline, yeah. I am a patch of roses. It's true. It's, it's true. But um, I can vouch. And also, Ashley, who wow. is... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and Um, the story with that is um, we're running a um, a trio tonight because Ashley, uh, congratulations to her, moved into her new house, and she is taking a deserved day 
night off. Oh, moving is such hell. Oh, it is the worst. It's the worst. It is the absolute, yeah. it's just, it's like, and I, and I always say this too, is whenever moving comes up, I'm like, the only person I would help move is Phil Kessel, who did not come up at all tonight for anything <laughs> in particular because of some person <laughs> that I just remembered that's not in my notes. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's funny. Ugh. Okay. Now, this this episode's going to be in two parts. First part. What? Oh, yeah. Well, Dave, you cut you cut out. No, he didn't. He's fine. No, I did not. He's fine now. Okay. So. Did you, were you not saying anything? I mean, I was saying things detachedly. <laughs> I heard you. Okay. Okay. So, two parts, possibly three if we want to be, you know, really detailed about it. Uh, but the first thing that we're going to talk about, the biggest news of the day, was the rookie tournament roster was released. And uh, names among that were people that we know, like Jeremiah Addison, Alexandra Alan, yeah. uh, well, Will Bitten's going to be in there. And Woo! a big, I'm really happy about this, Jake Evans, our intrepid yeah. center, captain of uh, Team Notre Dame in the NCAA. Um, also, there is going to be one... Jesperi Kotka Niemi. What? Kid. Yeah, exactly. He's this young kid, free agent. Who? Wait, he is listed as a free agent invite? No, that's wrong. Hell? I read that long. Nope, that's wrong. Yeah, anyways, no, so, incorrect. Anyways, um, our third overall pick is going to be at this rookie tournament, as well what? as um, Ottawa's as well, because, you know, they're of course, they're in the goddamn tournament, and uh, trying to think who else is there. Um, A lot of people I don't know. Uh, Michael Pizzetta. Is going to be there. We've talked about him. Uh, Lucas Vademo. Uh, Antoine Waked. Woked. Waked. Whatever. Wait. Mm, wait. I don't know. Wait. Wait. Okay. And then the goal is. Oh, wait. Uh, Waked? Is that Waked? Waked. That guy? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. That yep. guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Hayden Verbeek as well. That's cool. And then for goalies, we have uh, Michael McNiven, uh, Samuel Harvey, and then a Stephen uh, Dillon. I suppose might be his name. Just a lot of, uh, and then there's a slew of names that I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but apparently, a lot of them, or it's a good handful of them, are kids that played on Armada, which you know makes sense given, yeah, uh, you know we took half their coaching staff into the Habs <laughs> over the summer, which is fine. And uh, I'm super excited. Um, I am 95% certain that I will be at the rookie tournament for the Senators so Habs lucky. game. And uh, I, I can't wait because I love the rink there. And for the, a rookie tournament like that, I can't wait. I'm going to try my hardest to get tickets behind the bench, which I don't think should be too crazy because I don't think this is going to be like a barn burner. Everyone's going to be coming to this, but who knows? And either way, it's going to be some good hockey from some good prospects. Honestly, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of excitement for the prospects mm -hmm. and for Laval. Like mm -hmm. just there's oh. – oof. I am so looking forward to watching Laval this season and the yeah. Habs. Don't get me yeah, wrong, of course. people. Yeah. Um, but just the whole organization in general, I just can't wait to see the product on the ice. Come hell or high water, I want to see it. And um, Somebody else right. we know is going to be there. Yeah, we have a few of our listeners. Well, a few, I say. I can think of maybe a couple that will be there off the top of my head, which is very cool. And uh, I don't know, I'll give a shout out at some point on Twitter. I'll be like, hey, I'm here. What's up? And we'll see what happens. That's not who I was talking about. What do you mean? Uh, Joel Bouchard's in charge of it. 
The rocket. Yeah. He, he, oh, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hello? Yep. Okay. Well, I just... Okay. I just... I have not seen very much of his work, just because I didn't know about slash follow the Armada. So I was like, oh, okay, it'll be interesting just to have, like, a preview before... Um, the Laval season starts, like just to get a, a taste of what he does. Absolutely. Oh, you're saying that he's coaching the rookie t- team? He's he's in charge of the tournament. Ah, oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. That is cool. Yes. I did not know that either. Very fun. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the rookie tournament. Um, I don't think I know anything yes. else about Wait. it. Do we have any other info? I do, sort of. Okay. So he's not going to be there is Yoni Aikinen. No, that's right. Because he had knee rehab, but he had knee surgery. Um, but he did an interview earlier this week. I believe it was earlier this week. Um, I think last week. But um, and it was just about um how his knee's doing, um, mostly. And he said it's going well. And he's um and he he was asked about whether he's he's scheduled to. Um, be better, be recovered, and in playing form between Christmas Eve and the first or second week of January. Nice. That's just been about the time that recovering Weber earlier, like around Christmas Eve, he'll be el- yeah. he'll be eligible to play in um, the World Juniors. And he, so they asked him, they're like, oh, do you think you're going to be ready to play? And he was very careful with how he answered. He was like, sometimes you'll get young guys like, I'm like oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to be ready to play and qualify and get and get on Team Finland and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he was like, he was like, I, he was like, I hope I'll be able to, but I, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to make any definitive statements yet. So far, everything has been going according to plan with my recovery, but anything can happen. It's still kind of early to tell. Um, which I just thought was interesting coming from from a younger guy. Um, and then he was asked about Cook Kaniemi and um, Ilonen. I, yep. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ilonen, well, I think, or something. Ilonen. Yeah. Y L O with an umlaut N E N. I think. Yeah, let's go with that. Hello. Hello? Beth, we got you. Where's Beth at? Uh-oh. Maybe Uh-oh. we don't. Mm, it's just you and me. It seems like. Um, <laughs> let's give us... I can edit this a little bit. I'll give Beth a ringling Twitter. Yeah. Oh, no, no, just I would right. try to fill in this space. Sure, that's no problem. But, however... I don't really know anything about the rookie tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I can't knowledgeably contribute. No problem. No problem. I need to my little timer as well, so we're not cheating ourselves. Yeah. It seems like she was breaking up a little bit beforehand either. I mean, she's, yeah. like, she's probably in that hotel and who knows how the Wi-Fi is oh. and such. Hello? 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 <laughs> Oh! Oh, she's back. Great. Oh, okay. Welcome back. We almost concluded with uh, Elonen, is the guy's name. Yeah. If I'm thinking oh, that yes. correctly. Yeah. So what I was trying to say is that Aikinen was asked about um him and Kirk Kaniemi since he's played with both of them before, and he said that he 
thinks that they're both going to do very well. He spoke, he just spoke highly of them just in general. Um, and he thinks that they, he, he, he likes that they're, he likes their hockey vision. Um, that's one thing he said is really good about the, their way they play. And that was it. It was also cool. just general things about the two of them, but it was all good stuff. Excellent. Well, that sounds good. Nice. So I think, um, so was that it for the rookie tournament then, I think? So we are, yes. we know we got the roster I out think there, because, 30 players. Yeah. Um, three Unfortunately, goalies. I can't really say anything. Nah, that's all right. No big deal. Because uh, three goalies, I can only imagine that they'll have uh, one goalie for each game uh, during the weekend. And right. uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Habs are hosting it in Laval, and it's going to be on Friday night against uh, Ottawa. Saturday against the Leafs, I guess. And then the last night is probably going to be Sens Leafs at some point. Interesting format. Don't quote me on that schedule, but it's a <laughs> short little thing just for the weekend. It's for bragging rights, and the Sens win every year anyway. So I feel like we should have a, a segment in Happy Hour where we just kind of correct uh, stuff that we've talked about before. Yeah, but that would mean like, listening to the episodes <laughs> over afterwards. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not that we don't. We do. Um, but uh, maybe maybe we should have some uh, retroactive stuff happen uh, after, the, yeah. after the fact. Retcon. Done. Yeah. We just don't have the schedules in front of us, so don't don't yeah. go by what we say. Yeah, I have three. I have like two in that monitors regard. and my phone, and I just don't have it mm-hmm. here, unfortunately, on, any, yeah. on anything. Yeah. So, but you're going, right, Dave? I am 95% sure that I'm going. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I'm going to see see how many uh, seats are left for Friday. It's just going to be the Friday game, though. I don't want to see the Marlies or the rookie Leafs screw them. No. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. Just want to watch some live good hockey for the first time. I agree. Almost this. mm, So jealous. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. Don't worry, you'll get your Habs in okay. Vancouver at some point. Uh, yeah, on November the seventeenth. Bam. Sans Shea Weber, Ooh. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe he'll pull a Wolverine and figure it out. I know. I yeah. know. I'm so excited. Wolverine. Exactly. So okay, yeah. we got the rookie tournament out of the way. Now, um, something else that was interesting that happened this week which we were all anticipating and all that we were going to mm-hmm. talk about all effing night until something else happened. But the <laughs> goddamn golf tournament. <laughs> Max Pacioretty, the Max. captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Max. Had his fundraiser golf tournament on Tuesday. And the only thing that came out of that golf tournament that I can remember is that at some point there was a greeting made <laughs> between hands. And when these hands met, they detached. It wasn't from one for another. long enough. They, they retracted. From it was, one another it was, it was frosty as if they were, Oh my God. Lucky wants to play magnets. tug of war. I'm sorry. Oh okay. God, it's okay. Do that? She's telling you hearing this. <laughs> I heard, I heard a little something. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. She's going in for Angus. Okay. <laughs> it's like the hand. Yeah. So the frosty handshake. Yeah. The frosty handshake. That was like nothing. That was probably 
you know, dissected slow-mo on some site. Well, they got to train the interns, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was... What a mockery of what the media can do. I just... Uh, yeah. I, get I mean... It. I get it, but I don't yeah. at the same time. And I mean, when you're talking about human beings with human reactions, and I mean, until pretty much today, we kind of just took for granted that there was a little bit of tension in that relationship and, you know, working through some stuff and all of that. But then that handshake happened. And of course, everybody had to highlight it. And something that we were uh, going to sort of mention previously is that Michel Therrien has sort of re-emerged in Montreal and he's on the airwaves right now on a daily show on our favorite station, 91.9 Oh, the FM. best. Some That's the, right. Some of the best jockeys work on that radio station. By <laughs> golly, let me tell you. Let me tell you the scoop that I heard from that radio station dealing oh. not so subtly with uh, certain invitations for this very yeah. golf tournament. Wow, who would have thought that the mansion would actually show up after they were actually invited? The same, yeah. So that guy. The same golf tournament we're talking about. So he came back. Um, he's on the air. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, mind you, I have a pile of people muted on Twitter. But from what I've seen online, he seems to be getting a good sort of reaction what? like people yeah people are kind of happy to hear his insight and opinions and everything else i don't think he's being overly uh controversial i don't think he's you know i think he's just talking like you know like we talk on happy hour like he's just being real Very however cool. on the day of the frosty handshake that's been zapruder'd to death since then, um, I saw a tweet from Jean-Charles Lajoie, who's the guy, I guess, that, uh, that Tyrion is on his show. And he said, in French, j'ai vu la poignée de main ce matin et le gars uh, n'avait pas l'air de deux chums qui vont partager deux oeufs bacon. Which means yeah. I saw I saw the handshake this morning, and the guys, Brigitte Pedretti, didn't look like two chums who are going to share two bacon eggs, <laughs> according to the, the the translation on Twitter. Like Michelle, why are you adding to the fire? Jesus. But. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I mean, what would you look like, right? Like it was, it was an awkward situation, and I said on Twitter, somebody said to me, "Oh, you know, you know," kind of broke down their feelings about what the handshake looked like to them, and I was just like, "It was awkward. It's an awkward situation. You've got a GM who is trying to do his job, and you're." You know, Max Pacioretty is a player whose contract is expiring soon. So, I mean, it's an awkward situation. Like, it's it's a little bit too much to dissect it and break it down. But, I mean, obviously, the um, 
the motivation of that is to, uh, you know, make Bergevin look like a bad guy. And never mind. He went, right? He did go. And uh, never mind the fact that, you know, that handshake came before a photo op. So it's just like. With like a million people standing there, which we don't see. And Bergevin, after he shook hands with Pacioretty, went off to his side to shake hands with a bunch of other people that he didn't seem to give a shit about. So I think anybody that Mark Bergevin yeah. shakes hands with, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Because it's okay, the same bye, damn thing. bye, bye. I'm in a hurry. Gotta go. Damn it, exactly. But, He's got shit and to then, do. If we're dissecting it and breaking it down, when he did go to stand by Max with the C with um, Jeff Molson, he put his hand on his back briefly. I think, you know, I think Mark Bridgevin's got a touch of uh, ADD. I know somebody, well, a touch of ADD. I know somebody in real life who is like exactly like Mark Bridgevin. And he's like. He's exactly like Mark Bridgevin. Nobody (laughs) barks like that. Well, he wishes he was exactly like Mark Bridgevin. And I don't know, I just, like, he's, like, here, there, everywhere, like, doing a hundred things at once and whatever. Like, that time that I saw him, I, you know, I described my encounter with him. And he was, he's just moving on to the next thing all the time. Oh, he was late. Anyway. Yeah. He was running he was late. late. <laughs> yeah. And no, but I wonder if he was, yeah. That's an interesting thing to bring up. And counterpoint. What I would say about mm-hmm. it is just that, um, uh, freaking, like I said, it's a big event, a lot of big names there, and he's just getting his face around, getting his, you know, two cents in FaceTime with the people that matter, and it's always like, what's next, what's next, what's next? Oh, here's Max, okay, good job, Max, who's next? Okay, guy over there, oh, picture time, then, oh, back over here, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't put too much, uh, you, you can't, you can't put that much attention onto a moment that lasted, you know, a second and a half when you think it should have lasted four seconds. You know, it's just too bad, so sad. Yes, he is the captain of the most storied franchise in sporting history. But in addition, it's also a charity golf tournament. It's not anything about the the team. As much, yeah. Unless, of course, I understand the foundation and whatnot, of course, is a big part of it. But this isn't a hockey thing really no everybody's there for a good cause That's but right. in addition may i just add you that may. yeah so polite had had mark bergevin embraced him and done this wonderful show for the cameras and then max breaks out in tears well i always knew i mean that I would have been it doesn't matter what they do or what Mark Bergevin does, it's going to be received with cynicism. I feel like if they'd hugged, like it would have been more like, <clears throat> it was like a, consil- not a conciliatory, yeah. like, um, like a comfort thing. Like, oh, this is going to be the last golf tournament. That yeah, exactly. Do, that it we're going to come to receive, give you a hug. Cynically, whatever. Like, Yes, like, yeah. it's just what an asshole. He's been trying to trade him for months, and he's hugging him for the cameras. You know, then, he's like opportunist. Then like, Alan Walsh been... comes up behind him. He's like, "Now keys." 
just like two humans in an awkward situation. We all know that the situation is awkward. And I mean, I might have more to say about this when we go into the next topic, but it's just like, what the, whatever. It's just like, I feel like, oh crap, I just lost my thought. (sighs) Sorry. Cynical, hugging. Um. I don't like I for I just keep the oh I remember I keep thinking about um when Judas goes and like kisses Jesus. Oh yeah. To, to I know to this Bible story. The Roman guards on the cheat yeah. day to show the guards like who who it who he is. It's just I'm like and and like the disciples they're confused but they're not like <laughs> freaking out. Like, what's going on? And I mean, then Jesus gets taken away, and then they get mad. But, like, they don't get really angry until something actually fucking happens. Um, And that was with, and, like, but now people are freaking out over a handshake. And I'm like, you know what? Mark, like, was probably distracted. And he was like, let me give Max a handshake before I have, before I go over and, like, do this photo op with him. Like, let me say hi, like, genuinely. Because this is probably the first time they've seen each other outside of whatever discussions they've had about Max coming or going since the since locker clean out or whatever. So because they're not best friends. So people just I don't know. It's it's a handshake. It's a handshake. Yeah. That's right. It was a handshake. Yes. Unfortunately it was. there were thousands of witnesses. Millions. And we're talking about two human beings. That's right. And that's really the point of everything. We're all just They're human. not actors. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not at all. Now, um, speaking of actors, though, uh, Charles Houdon put on quite a show with his mm-hmm. little quote there. Uh, mm-hmm. Really quickly, just uh, Charles Houdon uh, mentioned, oh, my God. He was asked about the situation with Pacioretty at a charity golf tournament, you know, because we have to know about that. And um, Houdon, Chud, in paraphrased words and – I'm not going to look it up because I don't know where the hell it is. But he mentioned in French that, well, I don't really know the situation about that, and it can't be made any worse unless you guys make it worse. Something to that effect. You yeah. guys being the media. And, yeah. Uh, and I, he also should have added, and you, Alan Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that kind of yeah. runs parallel to a lot of the stuff that we say here at the uh, the Happy Hour where – um. It seems that the the media in Montreal really has it out for the organization, and uh, you know we're not about that. We're not about that. We get criticism; that's fine. You can criticize yeah. if you have great evidence, and then counterpoints to argue that evidence as well. Just some critical thinking. That's all we ask for. Yeah. Now, with that being said, let's get into it. Let's do this. Critical thinking, because that is going to be needed quite a bit, and we're going to dedicate the rest of the uh, <laughs> the show to this topic. Alan Walsh is quite a magician, <laughs> to say the least. I'm sure people are well aware who he is by now. Um, we have been, as a fan base, aware of who Alan Walsh is since 2000. And- 10 or whenever that was that um the montreal canadians were in the playoffs and carrie price was not doing so great and yaroslav halak was waiting in the wings to play goal so now i have been blocked by alan walsh 
on Twitter ever since he started tweeting out stuff during in-game, during a game that Carey Price was playing, and he started tweeting out Yaroslav Halak's stats. Which Poor was like throwing fuel in the fire. In 2010 so how, Twitter, which was much more tame yeah. than today's Twitter. It was a lot nicer. Everybody was nice, and everybody was friends. And then everybody from the whatever site comments section everybody lived at moved over uh no it was pre-reddit i forget what it's called it's like comments some comment section somewhere they all discovered that there was a hockey community on twitter and they came over and ruined everything i'm gonna have to look that up interesting yeah they ruined everything some hockey forums hof or something like that oh Okay. Yeah. Never mind. All the awful people were over there. I don't care about that place. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Anyway, so that's how we all knew about Alan Walsh and that he was a bit of a shit disturber. Right. There's that. Yeah. Now, devil's advocate. Um, Alan Walsh no. was also incredibly outspoken <laughs> during the lockout for players' rights in that because he's an agent. Um, that's what he does. Yeah. He looks out for his clients, most notably in recent memory, at least Jonathan Drouin. Mm-hmm. That whole situation with the lightning in uh, Yeiserman, 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 Yeiserman. Um, Stevie Yes, yeah, Stevie What a what a rodeo shir- circus that was. <laughs> it's funny because when that happened. Um, so Jonathan Drouin was, uh, he decided to, uh, go to one of his games. Uh, he was, he was okay to play, but he decided not to play. And he sat in the stands like a fan. Stevie Y got pissed and suspended him without pay. Um, which is kind of rare. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often in, in hockey. Now, I think Duane has a, a fire in his belly, and I find him, he, you know, he's defiant. And pride. And so, oh, he has a lot of pride, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Um, and so, but, like, I mean, Alan Walsh at the time, like, I, I'm sure that he was sort of orchestrating this whole thing. And so I do believe that Alan Walsh, um, you know, he fights like hell for his clients, and that's kind of cool but he's a dirty fighter oh he is a dirty he fights dirty dirty fighter he will throw sand in your face oh yeah he will get down in the ditches he will (laughs) dig himself a new ditch just to supplant your ditch while he's that's right you know smoking a cigar and throwing (laughs) napalm the guy he will start it going and you have to admit the the Habs have to do something about this, even though it's kind of crazy that it's even come to a situation like this. I really wonder if Pacioretty imagined that this is the place he would be today with Alan Walsh. And I want to backtrack a little bit before we get even further. Today, yeah. a French article came out from... Where did it come from? Already, uh, EC uh, uh, Radio Canada. Okay. And I don't recall the author. <laughs> Again. Uh, Le- Martin Leclerc, I think it is. Leclerc? I, I'm not sure of the first name. Leclerc okay, is okay. the last name. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, paraphrasing this article, it had some astounding information in it uh, regarding and claims as well. Uh, regarding uh, Pacioretty and his status uh, with the management. Um, but now, sorry, Dave, no, no. to preface this. Yes, preface even um, more. <laughs> to preface this, the, uh, <laughs> so we had the golf tournament on Tuesday. Yes. And um, uh, Max Pacioretty was there, and he spoke sort of uh, genuinely and off the cuff with the media talking about how he had basically, um, the tournament was sort of thrown together at the last minute because he was unsure if he was still going to be in Montreal right. at the time. So even and for him, it's, that's the climate, yes. Yes, and so, and then it, it even came out later that at the dinner following the golf tournament, um, he was emotional in his sort of speech, talking to everybody about how, um, he was, you know, so moved to be <clears throat> a Montreal Canadian and the captain of the Montreal Canadians. And, uh, you know, no matter sort of what's going on, um, he is a Montreal Canadian. And as the captain at present, he has this obligation to get back to the community and he was thanking everybody. And it was sort of a very, from what I understand, a very heartfelt speech. And he came off very, very, very favorably with the fan base and the commentariat and the media and everything else. So then, today, this article comes out. Right. And in particular, I think the most, one of the most interesting points about it is that the, uh, the author claims that he has three different sources, reputable sources. Concrete. Concrete sources saying that Max has asked numerous times in the past to be traded from the Habs. And that's a bit of a blockbuster, given mm -hmm. everything that Max has said or given everything that he's alluded to, given uh, past years, you know, uh, is Max going to get traded? Is he not? But, I mean, I think he mentioned even back in, oh, my God, what was the really early one? he mentioned uh like 2012 yeah or 2013 yeah and something around that uh time period saying that max wanted a, a trade then like just before the six-year contract the the great contract that he has now with the habs um so those things were said in the article and let's see how to organize this next uh, argument of mine Alan Walsh had some tweets today, which really set off the firestorm that's been going on. on he Twitter. called more attention to that article yeah. than if he had left it alone. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. And yeah. see, but that may just be part of Walsh's plan because he fights yeah. dirty. He's getting people Ooh, yeah. talking. We're that's talking right. about it. That son of a bitch We're talking. Did it. Exactly. Fucker. Exactly. I mean. So one of sorry. these tweets. No, no, it's okay. One of these tweets, uh, quote. Uh, from Alan Walsh's uh, account. Obvious these quote-unquote sources are coming from the club. Max will always take the high road and repeats again. He is ready to sign an extension with Montreal today. It was Montreal that traded Max to LA at the draft and it was a done deal subject to Max signing an extension subject to Max signing an extension with LA. And I was blown away by that tweet. But what, 
And what was the tweet prior to that? The tweet prior to Because that, I'm blocked. Yes. There were two tweets. That was the second one, of course. Sorry about that, everybody. But the first tweet was, Max Pacioretty has stated repeatedly that he loves Montreal and wants to remain in Montreal. To this date, he's never received any offer from Montreal. You can have three sources, referring to the article, or ten sources. How many times does Max have to state that he wants to remain in Montreal long term? And then the second tweet talks about the sources are coming from the club. That is highly suspect because there is no way in hell stuff like that comes out of the club. And, and oh wait, and there's a reason why I think that, sorry, because Max was on yeah. the phone today with Knuckles uh, on the radio saying that he had never asked for a trade from Montreal. Now, of course... What's Max going to say to that question? Exactly. But at the same time, it's also Max Pacioretty we're talking about here. It doesn't is. doesn't seem like the personality to be like, oh, I got to connive in, on behalf of Alan Walsh here. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that we just don't know, as usual with stuff like this. But it just it just doesn't – that doesn't sit right with me with that article. I think the article was very – was painting a huge paintbrush – and Alan Wallace said, ha ha, I'm going to use this. And here we are. Okay. I have two things. Mm -hmm. I was so, going on. Sorry about that. No, God, you're talking, look who you're talking to. What? Um, who? <laughs> <laughs> the queen of going on. Um, Do it. At Brianna D on Twitter, who is a wonderful follow. If, uh, if anybody out there is interested today, she said, in her tweet, Leclerc says Pacioretty asked for a trade. Max says he wants to stay. And Walsh backs him up. Roby Ty says the trade wasn't close. Walsh says it was a done deal pending ex extension. Yeah. See why you. I don't jump to conclusions? Thank There's you. 10 sides to every story in Montreal and we'll never know the truth. And you said Robin Ty, who is this? So Luke Robitai is the president of the Los Angeles Kings, Thank and you. he was on I just our new clear. favorite radio station, ninety-one point nine, yesterday, telling the guys that um, they were trying to get a deal in place with, you know, for Max to go to the Kings, and his impression was that the Kings wanted Max more than Bergevin wanted to trade him. Which was an interesting wrinkle because I don't even know what to make of that. That is that this whole situation is interesting because we have people on different sides saying different things, and nobody knows what the hell is is you know concrete and whatnot. But that is super well, interesting. And, and the other conspiracy theory regarding that is like you would say, you know, what's Luke Robitaille, you know. What motivation would he have to make a story like that up? And then it turns out, apparently, that he and Pat Brisson, which is Max's former agent uh, who he fired at the draft, yep. and Mark Bergevin, are buds. That's so the other aspect of this as well. You know, I don't know how much credence I give that sort of angle, but... Um, the other thing that I wanted to say about uh, Mr. Walsh's tweets. Yes. Wherein he says, 
you know, how many times do I have to say this? How many times does Max have to say this? He wants to stay. Um, this is obviously coming from the organization, blah, blah, blah. There's two things about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where this is going. I like it. If he, I like if it. he claims that this is coming from the organization, that is giving it tacit credibility. Like if he thinks this is coming from the organization or, or these sources are coming from the organization, it might be because it's true. Like, why would he immediately attribute his sources to within the Montreal Canadiens organization if there's no truth to it? Like, why would he automatically assume it's coming from them? The second part is he didn't, the headline on the story was that Max has asked for a trade. And within the article, it brought that up, that not only according to the article, according to the sources, not only did Max ask for a trade last season, the season immediately, the one that just finished now, and but he had asked for the trade a few years ago as well when he was unhappy. And that is one area that Walsh refused to go to. Which was really weird to me. Well, because it runs counter to his uh, story that Max wants to stay in the city of Montreal. And the thing is, the two aren't mutually exclusive, which is why it all rings true to me. It could be that Max, six years ago, asked for a trade and asked for a trade last season and wants to stay now. All these things can be true. But he refused to address the allegations that Max himself had asked for the trade, and that's what precipitated this whole cycle, or at least that's part of it. I'm wondering if he, like, maybe in the middle of his whatever he was doing on Twitter, he was like, oh, I don't want to give away everything that I know. I mean, this this is just... Oh, a, we're I'm talking about Alan Walls. Fair, I don't, that's fair. Yeah, but I don't... There's just the one thought that I had on that, but... Veronica, yeah, you made uh, two points. I'm trying to remember the first point specifically because I wanted to say something about it. But was that he he immediately pointed fingers at the organization right. for this story? And you're saying you believe that um, because Walsh mentioned it that it's true. The sources. So no, I think that he's like obviously the story is coming from within the organization, and he also refused to address the allegation that Max had asked for a trade. And so it's just like, why does he automatically know where this story is coming from? Right. Well, see, in that regard, I'm on the angle that with when Walsh saw that story, he's like, oh, well, now I can smear the the Habs saying that they're leaking stuff in order to make, you know, me and Patches look like saints here and in order for me to get a deal or at least make Max look more credible uh, for a potential deal. Right. Any team. I don't and the whole thing is I it's don't nefarious, think Max comes off but Yeah. I don't think he comes off not looking credible. Because all of these things can can be independently true. Well, but the fact that he automatically said this is obviously coming from the organization means that for me he 
knew that somebody within the organization knows this story. And so I, I said on Twitter today that I have a secret. Yes. And that I would did. and that I would tell it on happy hour. Do tell. So <laughs> it's a two-parter. Oh man, my favorite. <laughs> the first part is I believe this story. You believe the article? I believe the article. No kidding. Because everything that's in it, it's it's doesn't sound like something that anybody made up. It sounds like it's just like there's that missing piece in this story that fits. It makes the whole story make sense. It's not like, oh, Mark Brisbane's an asshole who hates Max Pacioretty and wants to ruin his life and hates Habs fans and wants to ruin the team and everything else without that sort of missing piece. With that missing piece, it the story makes sense. The, it does. The missing piece being Max asking for a trade. That he asked for a trade. Or his agent did. Well, except really for matter. that Walsh, know. yeah, Walsh wasn't with him until the draft, right? He right. didn't, he wasn't with Walsh until the draft. So that's the first part is I, I do believe this story. I don't care for the last paragraph where he editorialized and added his opinion about, um, you know, sort of what was going to happen and sort of, it, I, I don't like that he added that at the end and that, and that, and that in general is my argument with all of the hockey stories that come out of Montreal with Montreal media is that they all are biased. Like I just yearn for a story that's just reporting things. Analysis. The end. Yep. It's just, it's not even an analysis. It's just a, a, a factual sort of recounting of this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and not having to add in there, you know, Mark Bridgman is evil and who's got the attitude problem and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't want, I, I don't like, I can make up my own mind. I've been on this earth for a long time. I don't need you to tell me what my opinion is. Right. So yep. I didn't like that part of the story, but I did. I believe the story. I do. I believe it because it makes sense. It's not outlandish. It's something that makes sense. We're all human beings Max is a human being with feelings and wants and all of these things. And it, it's completely possible that he did want to get out, out of Montreal and now he really wants to stay. They, right. Both things are possible. Okay. And so, so, yeah. I was just going to say that I have trouble believing that only because of this one thing, and that's with the Habs being such a, a tight ship because that's been the whole that's like that that's like one of the things nothing leaks out of the Habs yet this leaks yeah this week <laughs> you know what I mean this so leaks that's why this I'm like, week so that's why I'm kind of like oh, I don't know but I can understand what you're saying whereas all of the viratrol and all of the anger with um you know at Ber at Berzavan and trying to find a, a way to logically put together why things are the way they are the piece that's missing is oh maybe max wanted to go years ago but now he actually wants to stay can make for yeah, an incredibly yeah it's the other side of the story it can make for an incredibly difficult trading environment 
It's an idea. I can't. It's I can't an idea. It. Yeah. No, it's, and it's there's two parts to what you just said too, and that is that the um, author of this article is reputable. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what his entire sort of um, background is. Um, it doesn't sound to me like he's dealing in anything salacious. He's just sort of reporting this, 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 and here's the missing piece, and here's why it makes sense. It was actually a good read, I thought. And the second part of that is, uh, what was it? That one... Okay, I forgot. There was two parts to that to what I wanted to say. Um, um, uh, oh, the other thing is that yes, they are a really tightly run ship. Right. But now, their director of communications is a different person. Oh, geez, ain't that the truth? Who has who has been very hands on in shutting shit down? online and everything else hmm, hmm, hmm. and so the second part of my secret yes the second is, part now. <laughs> this part won't be surprising to anybody and it's very short that nothing in this article changes my opinion about either or my belief in either max patcheretti or mark bergevin that's crazy nothing in this story changes my mind about either of these guys I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it all, it all pretty much just comes down to, oh, okay, well, these people, we can put we can put these people on different boundaries. You know, we can put so-and-so yeah. over on the right side of the field. We can put so-and-so on the left side, so-and-so on the top and the bottom, etc. And like you've been saying this entire podcast is that they're all human trying to get yes. their best thing. Now, the yes. thing is, um, uh, Ian and I had a, had a very little – uh, exchange on Twitter, nothing you know bad, of course. It was just um, I just thought it was interesting because now I have to find it because I'm not ready. <laughs> green uh, Forest, Ian Green Forest, yeah, Green Forest, yeah, Ian Green Forest. I think it's Green Drink, but people think I'm nuts. Yeah, so whatever. <laughs> the verb, exactly. Yeah. Now, da, 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 da. oh yeah, Monica, there, you Ian. were you were in on this too, uh, with the LA stuff, oh. moving Target, uh. Right. In life, the story makes absolute zero sense. Okay, I'm getting there. Okay. Mm-hmm, and I, okay, mm-hmm. I said on Twitter that it's impossible to know unless a source is named about the the sources in the article. And that sort of thing would never happen. Well, we, we kind of elaborate already now that it might it could have happened, actually, because of this new uh, communication director. Mm. And um, I also mentioned that there's some big personalities making their claims and everybody is caught in the middle. What I meant by that is that we have Alan Walsh as a huge personality. We've got Bergevin and Pacioretty themselves. And everybody, like us as fans, are caught in the middle, team stuff included. And Ian said, I quote, I'd like to think the agent has the right story, talking about Alan Walsh, but his agent is that guy. Being Alan right. Walsh. I was a part of that. So that's I thought that was uh, really interesting because um, I'm trying to think of the the point that I had and just that yeah we we could just have like a, a normal agent that doesn't go online and we wouldn't know about a thing with all of this. But Alan Walsh is a guy that knows how to stir a pot, and by golly, that pot's big and he has a big stick. 
He's just and he said, think, yeah. He said <sighs> transparency. I'll show you some transparency. Yeah. Although I don't know. Like I have a lot of mixed feelings about this whole thing. Do tell. Well, oh. <laughs> Alyssa, Veronica, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I wanted to let everybody finish. Okay. Well, what I, what I was gonna comment on what Dave just said is, we wouldn't know anything. You think, right? That's what you just said. Yeah, essentially, well, because except for we do, because don't forget our friends at the Athletic posted that story weeks ago, that bombshell, that um, you know breaking news or whatever that Mark Bergevin had said to Max Pacioretty that he was trading him immediately or as soon as possible or everything else, which I do think that Alan Walsh had his fingers in that as well, you know, as I have stated previously, but. What we know or what we're, it's not like we wouldn't know anything because honestly, if it, it, even if Alan Walsh wasn't involved and wasn't in town and wasn't representing any players, something would be out there because people need to get their story out about the Montreal Canadiens, even in the dog days of summer. And that's what I was saying today. I, I don't remember to whom, but somebody was talking about um, oh something about the media in Montreal and how the media are always blamed for being the bad guy and everything else. And I was just like, you know, we've made I have made this comparison previously. I don't think that the um, role of journalism where it pertains to shit that is none of our business. And stuff that should be, you know, negotiations that should be happening behind closed doors and is absolutely none of our business. Um, you know, I don't think that that stuff should be reported openly. And I think that in Montreal, we're, we're just such an easy target, you know, throw anything at the wall and it will catch wildfire and it will become a fact and everything else. Like, I was just saying, like, these, this stuff we don't need to know about. Oh, it was a soap opera. Blaine Potvin was talking ah. about how he wants this soap opera to be over. And I'm like, would it be a soap opera, though, if Max's name wasn't all over the Internet and all over social media and his photo all over the papers and all over everything all the time with the speculation and the demonization of the GM who's just trying to fucking do his job and all of that, like, would it be a soap opera if it weren't for that? And 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 who who's who's actually being entertained by this? Like we're all begging for this soap opera to be over. How did the soap opera begin? It's because of the 24-7 news cycle, mm -hmm. the media of Montreal who make their money off of the popularity of the hockey team in town. Right. So, you know, who is profiting off of this soap opera? Because it sure as hell isn't the fans. It sure as hell isn't Max Pacioretty. It sure as hell isn't Habs management. So that's where I was going with that. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's no, that's good too. And, oh, man. We would know if people weren't out there trying to get their clicks and trying to make their money off of our interest in our hockey team. Mm -hmm. True story. 
Yeah. And I just wish they'd keep us fucking out of it. I don't I, I don't want to know anything about this. Yeah. I, I just want them to start playing hockey and I don't give a shit about what's going on behind behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is I mean, like I said before, when Alan uh, Walsh uh, tweeted, uh, when Alan Walsh tweeted those two things uh, earlier today, I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you never get stuff like that from an agent. Hardly no. ever. You know what I mean? And um, more so to your point about uh, sports journalism, and it's something that I think I talked about today in DMs with everybody, um, just that when it comes to sports journalism, journalism and of course i'm speaking out of my ass because i'm not a journalist but usually journalism to me means finding a story and reporting on it and then you know unleashing it to the masses what usually happens in montreal is what actually we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago in that we have uh writers uh pull in a story right and then pretty much steer the story, you know, with their own thoughts and attempting to like, uh, you know, rile up a narrative out of it. And we already know a bunch of people <laughs> at the Gazette that we do not need to name <laughs> that are masters of this. And it's poor form. And it's something that I don't like personally. So there. In the sports department, because there is a guy who works at the Gazette who's absolutely Wonderful. And I love re- reading everything that he writes. And that's at Tito Curtis, Christopher Curtis. Chris he's a really Curtis. good follow. Yeah. Yes. He's not in the sports department and he's fantastic. So I don't mean to slag the paper, but I do, you know, I am sort of really sad about what's happened with the sports department over there. Yeah. It's too bad. Long gone mm-hmm. are the days of red. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. so much more to mention, and we're actually coming to the end of our time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know. No. Crazy, right? Oh, no. Beth, did you have something to add to all of this? Just a little bit. Okay. Um, the, I mean, I just want to reiter- reiterate the fact that we don't, I mean, except with maybe the whole Eric Carlson situation, we're not, we don't really see this with any other teams. And honestly, before before the Eric Carlson situation and before some of the other things going on with the senators, you didn't see that. You only saw this with Montreal, this whole, the whole media speculation, the whole coming out on social media, like not just as a media person, but as an agent or as a whatever. Um, It's just, it's just weird. And, but then we get so many fans from other teams I mean everybody likes to hate on the Habs I get it but you get so many fans from other teams coming to make a comment and I'm just and I, I don't know um it just I, it's weird it's weird to me especially with how many Leafs fans we are we are living rent free into the the heads of so oh, many yeah. Leafs fans <laughs> They can't wait to come in on us. I'm like, don't you want to just go talk about John Tavares like over there? Like, just leave us alone. This has been going on for years, Beth. It's been ingrained in people to be jealous of uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, because of the 24 Cups. Like, I moved out to Vancouver and people out here hated the Montreal Canadiens. I'm like, what? You play them once a year. (laughs) <laughs> it's just because they're so jealous. Yeah. 
you know, for a long time in Canada, it was basically just the Leafs and the Habs. And so you either love, love the Habs or hate the Habs. Exactly. So it's just a part of the tradition. Um, and I, I get what both of you are saying on both sides of believing or not believing the article. Um, I don't know. Alan Walsh kind of rubs me the wrong way. Oh, yes. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm just going to – I said this in DMs. I'm just going to wait until Max or the, the, t- the team, the Bunch of Canadians, say something before I believe anything. I'm just going to wait. If anything yeah. because at that. If, and, if anything. If like, anything I'm going to wait until something happens. happens with Max just because I it's, – it's too – it's ridiculous. It's an undue amount of stress to try and argue about it, in, in my opinion, in my opinion. Not saying that you guys are right or wrong for arguing yeah. or not arguing. Like definitely, if you have an opinion and you want to talk about it, and you can do it like smartly and not being mean to other people un- unjustly, mm-hmm. definitely have discussions or whatever. Like that's what life is about. But um, if you're just gonna go be a butthead, just keep your mouth shut. But I just, <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna wait and see what happens and see what and what, see where the only thing we can really do. Stand, yeah. yeah. I have one thing to say. Uh, before we sign off and uh it's something that i've seen mentioned by a ton of people that we follow on uh on habs twitter and that how much of an embarrassment this is for the organization and i don't feel that at all i don't either no i don't i'm not like oh that's not that embarrassing i mean you know what's embarrassing (laughs) losing john Tavares for nothing Yeah. yeah you know what's embarrassing losing phil kessel yeah. You know what's embarrassing? <laughs> Being a Leafs fan. <laughs> you know what's embarrassing? The Leafs have a bright future, okay? I get it. No, they're going to be just fine, okay? Yeah. Lay, lay off I wonder bit. when they're going to get started on that. Yeah, no, no. No, but no, it's just the, the embarrassment. Like, what? You're embarrassed that an agent called out, quote-unquote, the organization about the treatment of the captain? and whatnot and the Habs had said nothing what exactly are you embarrassed about are you embarrassed yeah. that Mark Bergevin is your GM why I don't oh God. see any yeah right uh, that's, that's a whole <laughs> other discussion right <laughs> but one thing that I did want to mention while we're talking about comments uh you know about the people that we follow on Twitter yeah. is people are saying like what's Walsh even trying to do oh he's doing his it seems job. like well, <laughs> he but, takes it but very how? seriously. Like, trying to piss off the organization, like, does he not remember dealing with Stevie Y? Like, does he? Like, unless his end game is trying to get Max out of town, maybe he wants. It doesn't through seem to, to make a lot of sense. What he's doing, Montreal. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder. That's I wonder. I mean, I've shared with you guys uh, in private that, you know, it's kind of my dream that, you know, in 25 years, we'll be reading the book about the Stanley Cup that the Habs won and <laughs> how sort of Alan Walsh and Mark Bergevin kind of became like this agent GM team. Oh I don't God. know. I don't know so much That's about that topic. anymore. No, because, I mean, Lightning, the Lightning franchise, at least the Lightning fans hate hated Drouin. I mean, the league hated Drouin when that whole stuff happened. Yeah. Back then. I definitely talked shit about 
Jonathan. Oh, so did I. I did too. I don't know. I watched him in play in Albany back when the Habs would actually play in Albany. I'm like, wow, that kid's really good. <laughs> no, it's clear he was good, but it was just yeah. like, who no, the hell does but, he think he is? Was to, he was acting, yeah. to me, I was like, wow, that kid can that that kid could be an asshole to anybody. He's so good. I don't even care. <laughs> I, I was in that crowd. I was like, wow, that's awesome. But. No, it's, yeah. it's something else, and I just wanted to mention that because embarrassing. Nah, I mean, if we get you know shut out zero to eighty-two, that's embarrassing, but it's not going to yeah. happen. So, no, the only th- I mean, the only people are just looking stuff, for shit to be mad. Exactly. At. The only thing that we could be embarrassed about is the on-ice product, and that is not going to be as bad as it was last year. No, I will. No, I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited too. Me, me three. Heck yeah. And Ashley's excited too. And Ashley and Angus. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say it it changes my mind about nothing. People are getting pissed off at Mark Bergevin for trying to do his job. And it's, it's hilarious because, you know, 80% of these people six months ago were clamoring for Max to get traded and what, what they could get back. And basically if, if all of this is true, Mark Bergevin was just trying to do exactly that. But somehow the tide has turned and it's become another opportunity to be pissed off at the GM, you know? Moving the and so, posts. yeah, and, and that Shooting is probably <laughs> that's some genius probably by Alan Walsh because now he's turned sort of the public sympathy in Max's favor. But my opinion about Max still doesn't change. I love him. I'm so glad he's our captain. He scored 157 fucking goals or whatever it is in the past six years. And he's done it all without a legit bonafide center. That's so right. if I could get these two guys in a room and make them work it out somehow in a way that benefits everybody, that's, you know, I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Me too. I yeah. wish that Patches stays. That'd be cool. Yeah. Me, me, Somehow. Yes. If he goes. Bye, Patches. What? Opens up the wing for all the other people that we have coming up the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but. um, yeah, It's I a think tough situation. It really it's, a, it's so, like, who wants to be the GM of the Montreal Canadiens right now with oh, this situation? I do. Oh, my God. I <laughs> do. Throw me in, Molson. I'm ready to go. Sum me up with an 8 o'clock with Walsh tomorrow. I'm ready. <laughs> Pull me in, coach. And make a great deal. Make a great trade. Oh, my God. More like, uh, I'm going to other... pay Max $14 million a year for 20 years. <laughs> That'll shut everybody up. You're going <laughs> gonna to give him a John Tavares. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I have two nice things if we wanted to end on a nice note we are way over time okay. uh, i suppose that we could try something really quick they're very short all right do it quick okay the first one is has related and it's um the Habs saying like do you notice anything different and they change the center ice logo but everybody on twitter that i saw was like i didn't notice i didn't realize it was different i and it made me it made me laugh that's pretty funny <laughs> I am, I don't know, the 1C is going to be weird because for people, half the people in the ring, it's going to be upside down and half. Yeah, but there's, but there's lots of other rings in the league that are like that. Yeah, but all those rings are bullshit. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one of them is the Bruins, so. <laughs> the Bruins um, spokes. <laughs> um, and then the other one is not house related, but um, I just saw Keandre Miller tweet, is it October yet? And it just made me smile a lot because oh. I'm really excited to see him play <laughs> and do th- at least do things at the development camp with the Rangers. Cool. Um, but yeah, it just was cute. And I was like, oh, almost Keandre, almost. Heck yeah. <laughs> It is almost. It is. It's coming up. I, what is shit. it, like 35 years to the season? Or th- yeah, yeah. Yeah, 35 days. It's going to be 35 years pretty much. No, it is. Like it's been 92 years. Today, <laughs> years. Yeah, but I think that's it. Veronica, I am going to. I have my tiny last happy thing. Hi, uh, oh, just let me. Fine. Uh, Jacob De La Rose and Andrew Shaw. Making fun oh. or Andrew Shaw, <laughs> yeah, fun of Jonathan Duran's long hair. Oh, yes. And then Jacob oh, De La Rose yeah. going Le Flow with Ooh. the eyes ah, with ah, hearts. Ah, ah. And I'm just like, these guys are all like so tuning. It's like for me, I think if if these guys are tuning out the noise, which with all the shit that's been going on, all they're all they're you know, wanting to do is make fun of Jonathan Duran's new long hair. That works for me. Fine by me. Oh yeah. yeah. If they if they are shutting out all of this nonsense that's happening on the outside, that is like my dream come true. Definitely. And including Max, especially Max. Mm-hmm. The way that he behaved on Tuesday, he seemed so confident and just calm and good and. I haven't seen him like that in a long time. So that works for me too. So that's my thing. Okay. My thing. Uh, Jacob Del Rose doing his warm up exercise and getting slapped by his uh, warm up band. (laughs) That was so (laughs) fucking funny. That hurt me. It was like the Philip Forsberg cackling in the background. Crack. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic. <laughs> that was so funny, but yeah, that, that's that's my happy moment too. Uh, yeah, but now we gotta go, ladies. We yeah, we so gotta go. Good. Yeah, yeah, we miss you, Ashley. Yeah, we, we miss you, Ashley. Ashley. And remember, listeners, everyone's only human. Bye. Yeah, bye. 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 bye.